Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. Today I was thinking I would take you through a couple chapters in Matthew. So some of the bullet points I'll take you through today are fulfillment of the law, anger, adultery, making oaths, love your enemies, giving with pure motives, prayer, treasures in heaven, don't worry, do not judge, the golden rule, and false prophets. We will start with Matthew chapter 5, Jesus' Sermon on the Hillside. One day, Jesus saw a vast crowd of people gathering to hear him, so he went up the slope of a hill and sat down. With his followers and disciples spread over the hillside, Jesus began to teach them, What happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual poverty, for yours is the realm of heaven's kingdom. What delight comes to you when you wait upon the Lord, for you will find what you long for. What blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in you, for you will inherit the earth. How enriched you are when you crave righteousness, for you will be satisfied. How blessed you are when you demonstrate tender mercy. For tender mercy will be demonstrated to you. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure. For then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. How joyful you are when you make peace. For then you will be recognized as a true child of God. How enriched you are when persecuted for doing what is right. For then you will experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. How blessed you are when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So leap for joy, since your heavenly reward is great. For you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you. Your lives are like salt among the people, but if you, like salt, become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others, so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And then they will give you their praise to your Father in heaven. Fulfillment of the Law If you think I've come to set aside the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets, you're mistaken. I have come to bring perfection, 
all that has been written. Indeed, I assure you, as long as heaven and earth endure, not even the smallest detail of the law will be done away with until its purpose is complete. So whoever violates even the least important of the commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in heaven's kingdom. But whoever obeys them and teaches their truths to others will be called great in heaven's kingdom. For I tell you, unless your lives are more pure and full of integrity than the religious scholars and the Pharisees, you will never enter heaven's kingdom. Anger You're familiar with the commandment taught to those of old. Do not murder or you will be judged. But I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. And whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. And whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger of being sent to a fiery hell. So then, if you are presenting a gift before the altar and suddenly you remember a quarrel you have with a fellow believer, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go at once to apologize to the one who is offended. Then, after you have reconciled, come to the altar and present your gift. It is always better to come to terms with the one who wants to sue you before you go to trial, or you may be found guilty by the judge, and he will hand you over to the officers who will throw you in prison. Believe me, you won't get out of prison until you've paid the full amount. Adultery Your ancestors have been taught never commit adultery. However, I say to you, if you look with lust in your eyes at a woman who is not your wife, you've already committed adultery in your heart. If your right eye seduces you to fall into sin, then go blind in your right eye, for you're better off losing sight in one eye than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand entices you to sin, let it go limp and useless, for you're better off losing a part of your own body than to have it all thrown into hell. It has been said, Whoever divorces his wife must give her legal divorce papers. However, I say to you, if anyone divorces his wife for any reason, except for infidelity, he causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Making Oaths Again, your ancestors were taught, never swear an oath that you don't intend to keep, but keep your vows to the Lord God. However, I say to you, 
Don't blind yourself by taking an oath at all. Don't swear by heaven, for heaven is where God's throne is placed. Don't swear an oath by the earth, because it is the rug under God's feet, and not by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. And why would you swear by your own head? Because it's not in your power to turn a single hair, white or black. But just let your words ring true. A simple yes or no will suffice. Anything beyond this springs from a deceiver. Your ancestors have also been taught. Take an eye in exchange for an eye and a tooth in exchange for a tooth. However, I say to you, don't repay an evil act with another evil act. But whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. If someone is determined to sue you for your coat, give him the shirt off your back as a gift in return. And should people in authority take advantage of you, do more than what they demand. Learn to generously share what you have with those who ask for help, and don't close your heart to the one who comes to borrow from you. Love your enemies. Your ancestors have also been taught Love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you. And respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly Father. He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and rainfall to refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from the others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect Father in heaven, become perfect like Him. Giving with pure motives. Examine your motives to make sure you're not showing off when you do your good deeds, only to be admired by others. Otherwise, you will lose the reward of your heavenly Father. So when you give to the poor, don't announce it and make a show of it just to be seen by people like the hypocrites in the streets and in the marketplace. They've already received their reward. But when you demonstrate generosity, do it with pure motives and without drawing attention to yourself. Give secretly and your father, who sees all you do, will reward you openly. Prayer 
Whenever you pray, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meetings and on street corners. Believe me, they've already received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to Him in secret. And your Father, who sees all you do, will reward you openly. When you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like the Gentiles do, for they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There's no need to imitate them, since your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center of which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we do and we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. Fasting When you fast, don't look gloomy and pretend to be spiritual. They want everyone to know they're fasting, so they appear in public looking miserable and dishealthed. Believe me, they've already received their reward. When you fast, don't let it be obvious, but instead, wash your face and groom yourself. And realize that your father in the secret place is the one who is watching all you do in secret and will continue to reward you. Treasures in heaven. Don't keep hoarding for yourselves earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time 
you will have to hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Don't worry. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life, for all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, and clothing. Everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food. Yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time, and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, you of little faith? So then, forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Do not judge. Refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others, and you will not be judged, for you'll be judged by the same standard that you've used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more. You're hypocritical and a hypocrite. First acknowledge and deal with your own blind spots and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. Who would hang earrings on a dog's ear or throw pearls in front of wild pigs? They'll only trample them under their feet then turn around and tear you to pieces. Ask and the gift is yours. Seek and you'll discover. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. 
and everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Do you know of any parent who would give his hungry child who asked for food a plate of rocks instead? Or when asked for a piece of fish, what parent would offer his child a snake instead? If you, imperfect as you are, know how lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask him? The Golden Rule In everything you do, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd want them to treat you, for that is the essence of all the teachings of the Law and the Prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, because the wide gate and broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life, so few even find it. False Prophets Constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They come disguised as lambs, appearing to be genuine, but on the inside they are like wild, ravenous wolves. You can spot them by their actions, for the fruits of their character character will be obvious. You won't find sweet grapes hanging on a thorn bush, and you'll never pick good fruit from a tumbleweed. So if the tree is good, it will produce good fruit. But if the tree is bad, it will only bear rotten fruit and deserves to be cut down and burned. You'll know them by the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I hope you're able to take time. Take this moment to spend time with God in prayer. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for blessing us each and every day with your spirit. Please guide us in your path today. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.